Okay, welcome back. This is uh, episode 15 now. I did 14 last night, back-to-back days with an episode. Yeah, I just did, it was like a little baby one I just did by myself because I haven't recorded in like two or two and a half weeks. I was like, knock off some rust. And then I tested those microphones too. Hello, hello, hello. The audio better be 10 out of 10. Are they working now? Yeah, we're all good. It looks great, yeah. Yeah, set up last night, so... Guest today is uh, Olive Leeway. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yes. My name is Randy McCurdy. I play guitar and sing for the band Leeway. My name is Bella Bennett. I'm the bassist for Leeway. And these are my best friends. My name is Gavin Verandis, um, and I play drums for Leeway. Thanks for coming, guys. This is take two. So we actually recorded, um, <coughs> what, like a week and a half ago? Something like that. Yeah, about, and- about yeah. And I screwed up the audio, so thank you guys for coming back. So you guys got a show up coming on uh, Friday? Friday, June 23rd at Tree 4 Music Hall. Let's go. Have you guys been in there yet? Oh, yeah. I have. I haven't been in there. I've seen pictures, but... Oh, man. It's... Is it awesome? It's nice. It looks yeah. fake, because the lighting and is so cool. It's yeah. like... I've, I've described it before as like a glorified bowling alley. It's I interesting. It's awesome. It's, it's cool. I get what you mean. The... The, the feeling in there is very clean and pristine. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it for sure, obviously. You know, I'm so stoked to be playing there. But the sound and the way it looks and, you know, they're doing, they obviously, it's meant for what they're doing there. So the sound is great. It sounds loud, but it, it's never harsh. And that's just like a personal thing. Like, I kind of like the harsh sound sometimes. And so yeah. one of my things was like, oh, I want it to be bitier but it's also great like it just sounds very pro it's just it's amazing in there so uh, it's huge you know so that's my you know to be honest a bunch of locals on there you know we'll, we'll, we'll fill in what we can but it's a huge space so yeah you know. no that'll be fun it'll be a good time how do you, i don't even know how you go about booking a show like that like how does that how does that come together well here's how it came together you see i'm in this band raccoon tour uh Play drums. No, you're not. I play the ukulele. She plays the ukulele. Um, anyway, this guy Nate, right? He uh, he's like that's his band, that's his project. I I just drum for them, and, and it's it's a lot of fun. But we played Tree Fort the music festival uh, back in March, and we had the opportunity to play the main stage, and that's due to Nate and the rest of those guys cutting their teeth for years playing. Like they, I just joined the band uh, like a year and a half ago now, but they've been playing every year at Tree Fort, the, like you know small stages, and then finally this year they got to play the the main stage and um anyway the guy eric gilbert who is like the one of the founders of tree fort or whatever in the music hall came to that set and was like whoa you guys are sick i want to book you guys a music hall show so it really is all about like who you know and like who you you know who sees you play um is that pretty normal like you don't actually have to reach out to them they find you with raccoon tour yeah i'll tell you for leeway not yet but okay (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, with Raccoon Tour, almost every show we play, it's someone else is like, hey, I'm putting on this show, can you play? You know, and we just sort of like, okay. Nice. Um, I want to get to that point eventually where we're not the ones being Yeah, like, it seems like it's the complete opposite for us right now. Very much is, but... Yeah. You know, I'm not going to lie, you know? I mean, it's a struggle, but I also really enjoy it. Yeah. Being on the side of, like, you, you know, with Raccoon Tour, we're always going to play last in, in Boise. You know, if we play a show, we're going to play last, and... You know, it's kind of always done for us. You know, it's like, here's the show, just be there. You know, um, I it's cool, it's nice, but it, it definitely there's something about like setting up a show, bringing all your PA, promoting the shit out of it to get people to like, you know, you don't you could play to five people if you don't promote it just because we're tiny. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think there's some there's kind of a charm to that. I think that it's really you earn it more, you know, when you're small. Yeah. yeah I kind of like that. It feels more personal. Definitely. Oh, yeah. It's just like this for me. Like I'm still at a point where I have to like go out and try to invite guests on, but yeah. hopefully eventually it will come around, right? Absolutely. It'll take I a lot of the workload off. Yeah, a little bit. I told Gavin, I was like, "Hey, let him know, man." Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So there you go. But Randy was the one that reached out. So there you go. The first guest that actually requested to be go, on. Man. Appreciate it. <laughs> How did you guys uh, get started on your specific instrument? Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, so we kind of talked about this a little bit when me and your episode. But oh, yeah. my dad played drums growing up. I think he started when he was like maybe 13 or 14. And so kind of like my whole life, I just, there was a, just a drum set there. And so that was like the one thing I kind of like found. And I think my dad bought my brother like 
like a kiddie drum set when he was like six and so I was like four. My brother like never touched it and I was the, the only one like playing that drum set. And so I kind of just found myself playing drums and then joining school band and then joining a band doing the talent show and then quitting sports to play band and then... No way, what sports did you play? I played baseball. Like growing up I did the whole travel ball, dude, little league thing and like... I know that. I like, yeah, I thought it was like going to be like a baseball dude like in high school and the eighth grade comes yeah. around. You had the Troy Bolton moment. I, yeah. I was like, dude, like... I kind of like... I kind of like had to step back and like looked at myself in the mirror and like, okay, like, I'm just like this short, fat kid trying to play baseball and everyone else is like freaking hitting their growth spurt. And then I was like, yeah, I'm just going to play, see what this music thing gets me. And then here I'm in Boise freaking five years later. Now look at us. Yeah. That worked out pretty good. I, I, have, I have to think that is so far. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know you played base, little baseball action. Oh, yeah, dude. Day, man. We were talking about the A's last practice. Yeah, I know, man. I, I, and I was shitting on baseball. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was watching baseball highlights and you were like, like, what? Sad. I was like, yeah, you got baseball. You're in the wrong podcast room, though. If you're here to shit on baseball, oh, I'm so sorry. this is the wrong podcast to be on. It's just sports at this point for me. You know, that's just trauma. But anyway, here we go. <laughs> you go ahead. How'd you get started? How did I get started on the base? Well, let's see. Um, I do remember that when I was in sixth grade, I really wanted to. I don't know. I was just so obsessed with like Panic at the Disco and all those emo bands. Oh, yeah, Fall Out Boy? Yeah, Fall Out Boy. Yeah. I loved all of them, and I would... Uh, so I begged my dad to get me a guitar for Christmas, and he did, and I, like, noodled around on it for a little bit. And then he he does this weird thing where he, like, hyper-obsesses over, like, something that I'm interested in and then buys, like, a bunch of stuff surrounding it. So he bought, like... A bass guitar. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Okay, I didn't say it was a problem. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, he bought me a bass guitar, and then I just kind of always had it around. And then I played cello throughout my education. And then my senior year of high school, I decided to join the jazz band, and I taught myself the bass. And then, you know, always wanting to be in a band when the opportunity was given to me, I was like, let me, let me play this bass. Well, you wanted to be a drummer. I wanted to be a drummer for a little bit. Because what happened to a, that? I was obsessed with Josh Dunn. Oh, oh yeah. Totally. Who wasn't? Dude. Who wasn't? He's still He's awesome. Yeah. Yes. So my dad um, offered to split the cost of an electric drum kit with me. And we got it, and I played with it, and then I didn't know what I was doing, so I kind of, like, you know, wasn't playing it as much as I should have been, and then he, like, just went ahead and sold it. <laughs> For $200. Damn. <laughs> so I was like, well, damn. Your hopes and dreams. My hopes and dreams. I'll never be Josh Dunn. I'll never be Gavin Verandes. So, yeah. They're pretty much, they're equals, I would say. Yeah. Come on. But you know what you need? You need one of those bouncy chairs. Yeah. Spring loaded. I mean, yeah. He bounces. He bounces up there. Have you seen him live? Not like, I haven't, like, played on Pilot's Live, but I've watched videos of him live. Three times. Oh man, they're so Let's awesome. Let's go. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, unreal. Yeah, the best show that I've seen More by far. For sure. I like there when they go in the crowd and you start yeah. throwing in the crowd. Dude. Yeah, for trees. A lot of them the live show in the beginning came from like 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 I wanted to do the double drum thing in the beginning because of watching Twin Pilots. Yeah, they did that. They did yeah. that. Very, yeah, and during Dude, trees. I totally forgot that idea that. of mine in voices came from seeing that and I was like, Well I can kind of drum. So I wanna do that and I wanna do the two you know, it was pretty sick at the shredder. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah it, that <laughs> the chair breaking. Oh, uh, yeah, that was awesome, wasn't it? No, I know. Very difficult you know. Every show. And no, at some point though, we can. We, I want to refine that. Get two kits up there. You know what I really want to do is build a revolving stage that is remote. It <laughs> has two kits, and then and then like all of a sudden we're both drumming and it's just spinning. That would be cool. Wouldn't that be crazy? I was, yeah. I've looked into it, but it's a little bit... You know, little just being a professional musician would be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Would you do it, like... <laughs> would you do it, like, in a round? Like, you know how stand-up comedians sometimes will do, like, the center stage in this big... That could be cool. Yeah. You know, when we're playing arenas, like... We're playing Madison we'll get back Square to Garden. Well, like, 20... Early 2024, probably. Probably. Oh, yeah. 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 
out to uh, I reach out to Planet Pan to Planet Arvar, and I said right. no, I regret it. It's gonna be every promoter that said no to us. Gavin's got it out for all the promoters that are saying no to us. So just Dude, that's the best right. motivation. Is I'll, 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 I, I understand. Like we're not the biggest band, and like you kind of need some clarification. Like okay, we need followers. But like, dude, yeah. just give us a shot, or at least tell me no. Like, don't just ignore me. Yeah. Ignore dude. my email. You, like, come you gotta on. think, man. It's like, yeah. Dude, then you get people that cancel on you, and it just gets real messy. Oh man. <laughs> no, I'm just messy. It's <laughs> <laughs> real messy. Um, no, it's all good. It happens. <laughs> to answer your question, <laughs> we're bringing back. Uh, I got my start because I my dad played in bands uh, back when I was like a little kid, and I grew up going to. I grew up going to his shows all the time, and, um, anyway, he, uh, sorry, dude, just lost my train of thought. You're uh, fine. He, he, he always played guitar and sang, and I, I was always super inspired by him growing up, so, um, I, I don't know, I, I started pick, started picking up singing, I got really into, like, the Beatles, so singing was, like, the first thing, we had this, like, karaoke machine, um, I thought guitar would never happen just because I felt like it would hurt your fingers, so, like, I never, it does. I, I never even tried until sixth grade. Uh, I played piano like when I was nine. I learned like Beethoven and whatever. Uh, and then, anyway, when I finally got my first guitar, you know, you know, cancel me. I don't care. I was really into Drake Bell, okay? Drake and Josh. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I found a way. That song, that was probably the first song I ever learned. Wait, what happened to Drake and Josh? He's like, wait, he's like a, did he like beat like his a, wife or something? Oh, he's something. Drake. It's Drake's the issue, apparently. Okay. He like had to run away to Mexico or something. I don't care what you say, though. <laughs> Drake Bell's music fucks, okay? From 2000, <laughs> 2003, Drake and Josh. Come on. Listen to that music and tell me it's not good. Anyway, I'm just kidding. No, but, like, that was one of the, like, I was like, dude, I want to be Drake. <laughs> so, Drake Bell, I mean. So, I, I like, learned you guitar. Not Drake. Not Drake. Oh, and then Paul McCartney. Those were, like, the two in the beginning. It was like, God, I got to be Paul McCartney and play Blackbird and all this stuff. Uh, and then, through time, I just started, like, I joined, I mean, I did band in middle school and got really into that. Met, met some musicians doing that. And then, uh... I think the real, like, I'm really into, I want to start a band was Green Day. I got really mm. into Green Day. Like, stupid into Green Day. Like, like Billy Joe Armstrong, if you ever hear this. Yeah, we talked to, on the, oh on the one that I screwed up the audio on, we talked about how you and I were both Billy Joe Armstrong for Halloween. Yes, yeah. I was Billy Joe Armstrong for Halloween one year. And so, anyway, anyhow, um, we were just like, sorry, I started this band freshman year of high school, and then... It just t totally evolved. But, that, I mean, that's how I got my, my start, I suppose, I would say. Got it. Yeah. So how did you guys all find each other, then? Well, I uh, this band was a thing for, like, four years before I, I met these two, even met these two goons here. <laughs> um, well, I was in the... I guess Gavin can explain his... his and just, we'll say it again. Yeah, so pretty much... Uh, I, I moved up here pretty much like for a marching band, but I also wanted to like start a new music project project because my project from high school kind of like faded out. Um, All right, Pete, long live Sparrow. Sparrow. <laughs> it's an inside joke there because our only song released was Fade, and we faded out. But yeah, um, yeah so like, I moved up to Boise, and I was in the marching band, and I knew that like kind of like since like I did marching band in high school, but I also played drums and like wanted to play drums in a band. I assumed that like there would be someone in marching band that played marching management that also like played music outside of school and so sure enough come across like randy's instagram and it was like oh yeah that dude plays clarinet but like i noticed him before like during like throughout the season there's like a bit of swag that you need to like be like a guitarist or like a front man yeah and he had that swag playing clarinet and i like i the moment i saw him I was like he just he doesn't play the I just clarinet. wonder when that moment clicked for you like it was it was against oh, we were like about to go on for halftime and you were like Dancing with the opposing uh you the cool Yes. Yeah. Dude, you saw that jumbo went right there. You were on the Jumbotron and like the the BYU mascot like comes up to you because like someone you were on the Jumbotron yeah. marching man stuff and instead of like backing away, you like freaking like rose up into it. I got into it, yeah, like right up in the camera. And that was like okay, he does he just doesn't play the clarinet. There's <laughs> there's something more than that. And so sure enough in like December, come across his Instagram and he's like posting the guitar clips and I'm like at the studio and so over winter break I was at home and we kind of traded some texts and then back in January we started the jam and then yeah. the rest is history yeah it's funny I, 
like he was in he was in pet band before we ever talked and we had like some games before winter break yeah and uh, like um dude he it was it was really funny because i I was like, okay, he, I think he's a first year, like, he's a drummer, and obviously I was kind of drum hunting a little bit, like, I was in the middle of recording for the EP that's going to come out here very soon, by the way, uh, but uh, I, I, I was, like, standing right behind him, and he was drumming to, like, some of the songs, like, you know, he's pretty good, no, he's alright, and I mean, in a bad way, I just was like, yeah. I'm not gonna like text him right now. Like, and, and it's I was definitely like, he's really good, but I don't know. I just was like, whatever. I don't know him either. And what's really funny, man? What's really funny? I won't tell you who the girl is, but she was like, you know the drummer? He's I met him on Tinder, <laughs> and he's he's like really funny or something like that. And I was like, okay, I don't know. It's just <laughs> It was just all really funny. I haven't heard that story yet. Gavin's just got that wow factor about him. Wow, the X. Yeah, the X factor. Yes. Kind of thing I do. So. What about you, Bella? How'd you jump in? Um. (laughs) Um, so. Randy and I met through orchestra. And we became very close friends. And I've always wanted to be in a band. So I've kind of always was like, Randy. Just so you know, I play the bass. Yeah. And I taught myself one of the songs by ear when he sent me, like, one of the first mixes. Yeah, I taught myself Game for Two by ear um, just because I thought it was cool and I really, like, enjoyed the music and it was something that I wanted to be a part of. And then, you know, the other bassist decided to leave the band and I had already filled in for a show at that point and so... I was like, I mean, I'd love to do it. So yeah, yeah. From my perspective, it was it was like, <clears throat> she she we would go to like I kind of got her into the scene because I remember being like, oh, you like rock and roll music, but like you've never even heard of like the music scene. Like, we gotta I gotta take you out to some shows. So we went to some shows and we were like already pretty good friends. I mean, I think we bonded over Breaking Bad like the most. Honestly, I'm just kidding. But, like, <laughs> yeah, Breaking Bad. Binge watched anyway, um, and then. She always would be like, you know, I want to start a band. I want to play the bass in a band. And I was always like, I've got a band. Like, I, I've got a bassist. You got three. I, yeah, I was like, I've got, and I've got three, and I've already got a bassist. So I was always like, whatever. But yeah, while we had the bassist in the band, you know, just to just to say it, like I was jamming with Bella. I was like teaching her some of the leeway songs because I was like, you know what? That could be so sick. It would be so sweet if like Bella was in the band. And then right after that, Gavin came home, and it really was like pretty much all at the same time. I mean, we played a show with the other a couple of the other members with Gavin um, but I mean it's pretty much just been this new lineup and pretty recently too February yeah. March so yeah I think you guys tried pretty well I've only seen the one show I'm sorry I missed your one on Monday but it's all good oh, I was okay. going so yeah that's fine <laughs> no longer yeah fake fan right it was, a, it was an interesting show on Monday to say the least oh boy yeah okay. it was good it, it wasn't bad it's like it's in a roller rink, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's, it's what, you know, but it was, I like the aspect of just people skating around us. It was, it was That's a really, really cool concept. It yeah. was kind of like, logistically, it's really hard to pull off because it's such a big yeah. room yeah. and to get the live mixing to be good, it's actually really hard. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that was a cool idea. When you guys were telling me about it, I was like, that's pretty sick. But it was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I had a good time. So. It's cool to skate around. During Kale Brown, I was just like, oh, skating man. around like, Staring at the ground and listening to the music, and I was like, "This is exactly where I want to be right uh, dude, now." That's Kel, cool. Kel Brown is like my favorite local musician. He's a he's very talented. Of all time, I, I, I just he's just a cool guy, and he's a great songwriter, musician. He's just a good guy. So we love throwing you, that Kel. out there, Kale. Yeah. We love is, you. is he playing on Friday or no? No. <clears throat> he recently did play that stage though with his band, with a band he's in, Crush the Monster. Um, he plays guitar in that band, but. Yeah. I was going to sing a song, but no one needs to hear that. Yeah. Have you guys all had, um, like, I know your brother went to the show at the Shredder, but have you guys all had family members go to the go to a concert? Yes. Is it weird to play in front of family members? Oh, yeah. For me. Um, what do you think? I'd say, I don't know, I'd say growing up there definitely was that aspect. Like, the first kind of, like, show I did was with a seventh grade talent show, and, like, I freaking played Smells Like Teen Spirit. It was nice. That's one interesting to say the least. When your parents had already heard that song a billion times. Oh yeah, Loki like ruined that song for my parents and like my whole family. But (laughs) no, like that was the first time like my my band actually played like a stage 
and like they it was kind of just weird just like having my parents there but I mean like playing shows throughout high school you get used to it and it's kind of like you kind of wish them to be there because it is like no matter what they will like support you so it's kind of yeah. nice to have that like anchor to be like have that guaranteed like okay these people want to be here oh yeah uh, for me I my mom's like my biggest fan so she's like at every single show and like and I'm hers <laughs> yeah and when like oh yeah she's she's like she's awesome she's you know crazy dancing Latina lady in the middle of like you know 50 year old woman she's you know she does it great but like when, back when we were playing to two people she was just the only one there dancing moving around and having a good time and that's just like so wholesome to me so I, I like it. it I never feel like I think honestly like extended family the, there are people that haven't come like my dad's side you know they're all like sports and, and not music people that would be weird Yeah. and some of them might come to the Street 4 show because it is a little bit or the music hall show because it is a little bit more like you know professionals professional yeah you know like you, there's t- chairs and tables up if you want to sit up there you oh know, nice like kind of elevated yeah so that is a weird thing but I don't know I think I think you know my family like I said like my dad I kind of always like he's one of my heroes too so it's like Playing to him is cool. You know. Shout out Father's Day. Oh, dude, it is Father's Shout Day. Out Aaron. Aaron. Shout out to Zach. What's your dad's name? Joe. Shout out to Joe. Joe. Happy Father's Day. Shout out to Bella, because I'm a dad no, as well. You're not a dad. Yes, I Surprise. am. Surprise. Have you seen my shirt? says Sunday Vibes and got a football on it. That's so dad of me. <laughs> Anyways. You need, a, you need a light beer. I do. I need a... I need a um, it's like a Modelo. I need a Modelo right now. Right now. <laughs> beer me. Anyways. Uh, I like it when my parents come because it's just like it's someone there to support me. Yeah. I was just thought it would be weird. Feel special. Like even doing the podcast because it's not like PG and I usually am with my family. So I always thought like that aspect would be weird but you're almost not like the same person on stage. That is true. That is true. I got over that on the first show. We played this we played this place and I was super like front man like I was wearing a tank top and I was wearing like I had my hair that is scandalous Randy no but I was you know me you know me you guys make fun of me you know I just moan in the mic for like (laughs) you just made fun of yourself there but I mean it's true man I don't care but at this point it's like my parents like they know they don't that's he's that's just cool. like that. He's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's our son. We're very proud. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So all your parents were pretty cool to you playing music? Yeah. Super cool. Super supportive. Yes, definitely. That's yeah. nice. That is cool, actually. I'm very, we're all very fortunate for that. That doesn't always happen. No. Yeah. Have you all tried the new uh, Queens of the Stone Age album? Because last time I had you guys I on, you said... I in it. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I listened to the whole thing like three times through already. Oh, I should say, we had a we hosted a party on Friday. Yeah. And then, uh, so I had my laptop pulled up and it was plugged in for Spotify. And I look over and it's just Bella pulling up Queens of the Stone Age at the party. <laughs> Everyone was playing like Kanye West and like party <laughs> music. And Bella's like... The Queen, Queen's album oh, dropped yeah. today. It did. It dropped that day. It dropped on my birthday. It was pretty Dude, cool. I got to see. I got to listen to it in full the day before. I was telling them when I got here. There's a record shop on Fairview here in Boise. Should we not say the name if that's like? Is that legal for them to? Oh, I, I don't. I don't. I just said the name because I feel like they. Would, I don't know. There's tiny. Okay. Tiny. They just opened like two weeks. Ago. So so they're going to jail. Tiny freaking... A tiny record store for playing their album the day before. For sixty-two dollars. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Cut this out. Cut this out. I can go back to the bleeped bleeped store in Boise off a fair. There's a a record store. There's a record store in Boise that I got to go to, and uh, they they played it the day before the you know like a listening party kind of thing, and so I went and let's do it in full. It's just it's great. It was a really good album. God. Josh, Josh Homme is one of my, I mean, I have, I always talk about these people that are my heroes, but I mean, he, he's one of those dudes that just does not give a shit. He's just a, he's just a badass and he's awesome. He's like a pirate. He's like if a pirate was a rock and roll star, you know what I mean? That's a good combo. Have you seen him? He's got the hand tattoos. He's got golden teeth and he's just right now, he's got his beard right now. He's so awesome. He's just so awesome. <laughs> Hand tattoos would hurt so bad. I always thought it looked cool, but it was like... Oh, yeah. Who knows, man? I might, I might get some. You, you should know, do one, it. One thing I wonder, because I went to this festival, Sonic Temple, out in Ohio a couple of weeks ago, and I, it's like every band... Oh, at least one person in every band had like neck and hand tattoos. Oh, yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, does that happen after the fame? Or does that happen in the early days? 
You know what I mean? That's, that's gotta be thing. like that's gotta be like as you're making it. Like you it's have some be. you got some cash to spend, but you still got that edge. Well, yeah, because it's like it's like I don't know, man. Do I really go full send, get these like hand and knuckle tattoos? Because if it doesn't work out, you're kind of screwed. That's it, man. That's it. You just got that. McDonald's and for the rest of your life. Yeah, you've got like bandmates that aren't in your band anymore tattooed on your. Oh ass. no. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe I'm gonna do like a blood oath or something. <laughs> a blood oath. Oh, my head. Have you seen the clip when uh, forever. Josh and Tyler tattooed each other's names on their thighs on stage? Did they really? Oh, yeah. Stage? Yeah. Did yeah. Oh yeah, they did this. Probably. Uh, it's probably 2019, I would say. I can't remember that. Because they did this Twitter poll where it was like. Vote, vote this if you like Tyler Moore. Vote this if you like Josh. And they did ask Tide, but the loser was supposed to get the winner's name tattooed on their thighs, so they both did it on stage. It was pretty cool. That's super cool. That's pretty sweet. But yeah, Blood Oath is kind of more of a badass. Like, a, badass. let's not play our 25 minutes at, on on Friday and just, just get tattooed. tattooed on stage. That would be actually a statement and a half. Rage Against the Machine, like in, in in like to stand up against like the whole like you know, the parental advisory sticker and, like, censorship stuff. Yeah. They, like, got on stage naked and just stood there and, like, had, like, the letters I've of seen that, company. yeah. And they just stood there for their whole set time or something like that. And it's that, like, is, that is commitment, to say the least. Well, that's when you, that's what you do when you have a hundred other dates booked. When you right. just spare yeah. a date. When you're just like, we're just going to do this this Like, time. we've been waiting for this gig the entire evening. Yeah, this, this is, is like the gig. gig. <laughs> this is the gig. gig. Yeah. If you do something like that, you're probably not going to get booked again. Probably not. <laughs> so. Why the hell is Randy naked right now? <laughs> I'm boycotting Rage Against the Machine right now because we had tickets to see them in, I think it was in Portland. But that was in... 2020, so that got canceled. They pushed it to 2021. That got canceled. They pushed it to 2022. 22 came around, and they were like, "Yeah, we're not doing it anymore." Because oh. they only get together now for like big election years, so they're gonna do the 2021. Nice. And then it was like, okay, it's three years later. Yeah. Kind of late, but so yeah, boycott. I'm boycotting them yeah. because that's like number one on my concert bucket list, and we had tickets, and then oh, man. yeah, that was a rip. Did you get a refund? I think so. Not like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. We've all got those bucket list bands. Yeah. yeah I've seen most of them now, for me. Yeah, yeah there's only a couple out. left on my list. Who's on there? I think Foo Fighters definitely on there. You haven't seen them. No. Oh, man. I might go to Montana, because they're, they're playing a festival in Montana in, like, August, like, the day before band camp. Yeah. They've only they played. On Sunday, and then Monday, 9 a.m. is band camp. Yeah. So I might. I think I I'm might gonna, I think I'm going to see the Salt Lake show. Because leadership starts at 7 a.m. on the 9th in here in Boise, but they're playing in Salt Lake on the 8th. So I'm thinking about getting it, just driving back through the night, going to band camp. Man. That's one way to start. All right. <laughs> but it's the Foo Fighters. It's the Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters. That's so worth it. I did just see them, but it's it's so worth it. It's the Foo Fighters. Like, kind of you listen to that new, al- new album? I have not. Oh, it's good. I'm going to try the Queens one tomorrow and then the Foo Fighters one Tuesday because I work by myself and have unlimited time to listen to new shit. Queens is really good. That's a good one to start with. I'd say the Foo Fighter one is gets pretty emotional in there, so you kind of have to like set aside just you like listening to time. Am I going to be like crying while I put out blinds by myself? It's so obvious <laughs> about the, the amount of emotion that was put in. Like he like poured his heart into that. Well, it's album. not just it's Taylor and his mom, man. It's like both. And I didn't hear about his mom. Oh, his mom. That's what I think. Rest. Have you listened to that one? Rest. It's no. the last one on the album. It's my oh, favorite yeah. one on the. That's like the eleven minute one. Yeah, dude. And it's I love it. It's my favorite one on the on the album. But I I definitely think that's about his mom. Hey, she just she died recently after Taylor died too. Yeah. So I know when we when I screwed up the podcast last time, you guys said that you didn't like this question. That uh, what genre would you label your music with? I think art, alternative hard rock. Because we kind of came to the consensus yeah. of that, like. So it's so hard because all like all like be talking to someone and they're like, oh, so like what kind of music do you play? It's like, oh, like have you ever heard of, like Queens of Stone Age or like Muse? I'm like, no. It's like those are the two bands, and so I have to revert to telling like, people we sound like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, even though we like, ah. we have no, we don't. Like that's the only rock band that people know. Ooh. <laughs> if people don't know Muse and Queens, they're not worth talking to anyway. <laughs> you don't want them as fans. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of rock? <laughs> You know, that's a fine answer, but here's the Dude, it's so funny. I wish I, like, wrote it down, and I'm going to go back and write it down. I saw Josh Homme again. I saw an interview with him, and he was talking about genre, actually, and because Queens of the Stone Age, 
I mean, the, yeah, you could give them a genre name too, but if you, you listen to their entire discography, I mean, it goes from like metal, like heavy metal, to like very, you know. Very radio friendly. Radio friendly, soulful, clean. You know, it's just. So what he says, he's like, if you're in your mid 20s and you're, you're in a musician talking about what genre you play, you need to grow up. And then he even says, like, what are you, a racist? Like, you stick to one, you like one thing. And I just, you know, like, you go to Subway and you get the same sandwich. And yes. Yes. The meatball marinara. No, chicken, bacon, ranch, man. Steak and cheese. Come on, man, you're going to go tomorrow. I'll get a different one today. No, but I, I, I really like the, you know, I brought this up last time, man. Fucking Ween. Ween. The band Ween. Listen oh, to Ween. Ween. We're about Ween. to explore Ween's entire lore and discography oh and God, everything Ween. about it. Everybody. This is the part of the podcast where I can just put down the microphone oh, and let Randy go. Oh, God, dude. This is, this is Randy's podcast. Ween is, is you you are. undoubtedly <laughs> top, like, three bands, if not top two, and maybe favorite. It depends on the day. They're just... Holy shit. They're really good. My favorite album is a Ween album. It's The Mollusk, man. And I mentioned this last time. I'm going to mention it again, man. Once upon a time, 1997, there's a marine biologist working, right? You know, he's just doing his thing, marine biology and whatnot. I won't tell you his name yet. And he puts on a special album called The Mollusk by Ween. And then after said album concluded, he quit his job, and it became the muse and inspiration for his project called SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, and that guy's name was Steven Hillenberg. The Mollusk inspired Spongebob. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Ween is awesome, and they're one of those bands that genre is just, you can't even, you can't, you can't. They have a whole country album. Just their an album genre, that is country. Their genre is wackadoodle. Wackadoodle, but then That's they also... What I would call it. Oh, man, it's, it's awesome. So... The reason I re-asked the question was, we were kind of talking about it before you got here, is there like more of uh, maybe a kind of music or like a different change of pace that you'd want to try? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I want to... I think that me and Gavin are actually a little bit different right now as far as that goes. Because I think you want to play kind of softer indie stuff. <gasps> I would love that's to. Cool. I okay, okay. I kind of get where you're going with this. I, don't, I wouldn't call it indie, but I've been really into the band Cleopatra lately. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way that they have figured out how to implement the... Like, kind of the way rap, like, yeah. uses... Like, the way rap uses distortions and, like, 808s. And, like, the way... Like rap uses their melody. They totally. found a way to like mash that with like the royal blood type of rock, and it is just totally. so sick. Yeah, I, I think that's sick too. Yeah, you I, just perfectly described how I would describe Limp Biscuit. Yeah, because oh, it, it does it. You know, yeah, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> you guys are differing. <laughs> no. Well, because Limp Biscuit is is like very like older rap, yeah. very like straight up, straight up hip hop. Yeah. But, like, Cleopatrick is taking influences from, like, today's rap. So, I don't know, just the way they've been able to to mash those two genres together and still make it, like, rock, in my opinion, is just super cool. Well, it's, yeah. like, Highly Suspect, I feel like. A little bit. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I love Highly Suspect. I love Cleopatrick and uh, Royal Blood. I think, I think I'm with that. I think that I've been of the, like, my old, you know, 2019, 2020 Randy songwriting way was like three chords stick by them and like 75 bpm every time and like it kind of has a similar like almost like a you never you never you don't go to a leeway show normally and get a huge mosh pit going for very long it just doesn't happen and i kind of want to go to the realm of like a little bit more hardcore and it's okay like i don't not be in a hardcore band i think i i'm very right now and i go through phases but like influenced by early hardcore queens of the stone age like rated r and stuff like that that's like just fucking awesome and intense dude you listen to caius like i'm not into caius as much as you know but like stuff that just makes you like ah you know deftones deftones yeah. so definitely like i think i want to go a little bit like i i hesitate to say heavier because I want to still maintain like a the song like aspect because i think that's important cuz it is it's not just heavier cuz yeah. like I kind of get what you're saying. Like, there's really no words. Just want to go hard. Yeah. Just go hard. That's exactly. But a little bit, maybe some more complication into the songwriting. Like Radiohead, for example. It's like I've been. I've always. You know, I'm insecure with my songwriting, to be honest, a lot of the time. Um, and it's a work in progress. But like, you know, the whole verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, end thing is something, and it works, and everyone does it. Um, but like, you listen to Radiohead, and it's like 
it's like this part of the song, and now this part, and now this part, but it's still like a song. It's crazy. It's, it's a movement. It's not. It's not it's, a song. It's a exactly. Movie. It's genius. It's how how do they do that, and how do I like do that? So, but we are a little bit different. But I think that's. But we're also in the similar. We're on the same page in a lot but of ways. Too. I feel like that's what makes bands better. It's like being able to like draw from like different genres. Because if we were all like. Fuck yeah, Queens of the Stone Age, I love them. I mean, just fucking be a Queens of the Stone Age cover band. Yeah, like, yeah. Since totally. you're, like, into the older stuff, I feel like I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of drawing from, like, Cleopatra the newer stuff. Yeah. We've been, we're able, we're all able to, like, draw from different genres and totally. make something new. Totally. I like that. That's pretty good. So, you, you I'm, like... Full circle. I'm just trying to wrap it all up. Yeah. So you both would be down to try more of like a rap, like a little faster pace kind of thing. Well, I think we definitely gotta just jam on it because if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't know about rap. I mean, maybe, maybe like a newer age feel. I suppose I'd be down to like. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that's a better way. I I don't want to say rap, the like lyrically. Yeah. But Musically, if that makes like sense. The like, there's a way to do it, man. 21 Pilots? Yeah. There's an infestation in my man's imagination. Oh, that chunk is walking in the basement. That's rapping, but it's not a rapping. That song was made to open a show. It totally was. God. It goes so hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good song. All their songs go hard, though. Oh, no, what's it? Yeah, Oh, to Sleep, yeah. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. Anytime you listen to Vessels start to finish, it's like a whole experience. Like, you feel every emotion. You do. I love it. Yeah. That's kind of something that's almost missing from a lot of music now is, like, people put out, like, maybe all together, each, not all together, each song individually is pretty good, but, like, the album doesn't all flow. Totally. Like, it's cool to put on an album and the songs all flow together and it, like, tells a story almost. Yes, a lo- like exactly. A lot of my favorite albums very much, you know, follow like that. Where almost you almost wouldn't listen to just one of the songs on their own. Yeah. It's, almost, it's better to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. You know. So. How many songs are going to be on the EP? Six. Okay. Yep, we're gonna we're getting into the single out actually really soon. We got time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, the EP, leeway meeting after this. <laughs> Talk right now. Leeway <laughs> meeting. In so sure. Yeah, I mean, basically. Is this the big announcement? No, it's not the big announcement yet. We still gotta like. We don't have we don't have a date set. We don't have still. a date set, but we're very soon. Like, yeah, we're close. We're very very close. But yeah, six song EP, and I'm I'm really excited. I mean, obviously we have no music out, and I think that'll be really good to like show like you know people that haven't I, I think it's quality music you know I think it's, it's good stuff it's like good it's the good stuff it's endorsed good. by I Bella I inject it into my veins yeah I listen to it every night before bed it's, it's like well mixed <laughs> well, dude it sounds really good <laughs> I think that all the instrumentation on there sounds really good I think the songs are song like and they're good um so how do you actually put out music like do you use kind of a like a website and then it yeah. distributes it for yeah. you so i think we're gonna go with like DistroKid. uh okay and that there's different ones right there's like DistroKid. there's cd baby there's if you're like really high end like ASCAP, i think is another one there's just different yeah. they're just distributors right you just like but then once you get once you get a record label on your side then they pretty much do everything for you but yeah um, but as an like independent artist uh you just you know you go on there so you pay a fee <laughs> You guys are so hip. I think it's like, it's, 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 not, it's not that much at all. No, it's not that much at all. It's, it depends. I think like CD Baby is just one fee a, a year, and then DistroKid might be like like just the one fee for this one release. Or I don't really, I don't know for sure, but that's basically, and they distribute it on the Spotify app music. Did you actually go to the recording studio? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tonic, Tonic Room, Room. Tonic shout out Jason. Dude, Love Jason. that, man. Yeah, the Tonic Room, if you're, if you're in Boise, or even not in Boise, man, if you live in like... Anywhere. You live in Salt Lake. Drive your ass five hours with your gear to the tonic room and record. He's, you can stay there. You can stay You can stay room. there. You he's I mean, he's a great guy. He does great work. It's expensive, but it's really not for what you're getting. I mean, you go to California and get what we're getting, these six songs and the amount of time it took to record and mix it. Oh my gosh, we're getting like a, I mean, if you really think of it that way, I mean, we're getting a great deal. Uh, and he just, he's an expert. He's, dude, fun fact, I keep bringing them up, man, but he's worked with Queens of the Stone Age. Dude, you, they yeah. came in in 2007, he showed me pictures, he found them. Oh, really? Yeah. He, so what happened was, have you heard of Eagles of Death Metal? No. Okay, so they're basically Queens of the Stone Age rearranged, and Josh Homme plays drums, 
and uh, it's like their it's like his side their side band kind of thing. And in 2007 on the Aris Vulgaris tour, they played I think the Knit or something here. It was put on by like the radio one of the radio stations out here, and they said after the show, Josh Homme was like, "What's the recording studio out here? Like, where do you go to record here?" And they were like, "Well, the best one's the Tonic Room." So they show up and through the night record track like two songs for Eagles of Death Metal, and those are at, at, tracked at the Tonic Room are out on like the album that came out like the following year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And and actually Jason's on there. He he claps. He has like a clapping part in the mic. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. He's showing me all about it and telling me all is, you know, geeking out about it. So when you're recording is the, is he like like you'd seen a movie where the band's in like this glass room yes. looking thing and then he's is he mixing? Oh yeah. Or is he pretty hands off? Uh, I, he's very hands-on, actually. Yeah. And he's very efficient, dude. Like, he can listen through it once, and he he just does so much while he's listening that he's basically done a good lot of mixing in one listen. And while recording, too. Um, you know, so basically there's, like, the band room where the drums and, you know, you'll often the band will be set, uh, like, standing-wise. There's a piano in the room. It's a big room. Um, and there's like a glass window and he's in the in the studio booth with this awesome Neve console. It's like state-of-the-art um, Neve mixing board. Um, it's like very similar to what they use on like Nevermind, like Nirvana, like mm. it's, it's, it's big time. Um, it's pretty new to the studio too. I think he got in like 21 or 20. Um, anyway, so he sits in there and then there's different rooms, right? So like there's a vocal booth too, so if you don't want to do vocals in the band room, um, all of our songs we did it in the big room. Like I just sang the vocals in there because you do get like this echo effect from the whole room. The vocal booth is super dry, and I don't know. There's you know there's preferences. A lot of pop rap what you'd want in the vocal booth. You don't want any other sound. Right. You know Led Zeppelin they recorded in this huge like hall and yeah. they recorded vocals. So like um, it just depends. So we tried both. Um, I like both, but anyway, that's behind that room. That's also where the bass cab is. It's just in that dry room. There's like a guitar room uh, with so many different amps and pedals and cabinets and it's just craziness. That's pretty cool. And then he's got like this like chill room with ping pong and like a because bands TV literally player. do like stay there as they write novels. Yeah, he's told me about bands that have come from like out of state, out of country even I think, and they just like will hang out and stay there through the night. He'll lock the door and come back in the morning. That's pretty awesome. That's awesome. So. Room. Yeah, check it out. That's the place. Yeah, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How's the coffee? Dude, it's so good. Yeah. All right, sponsor. Yeah. Little ad read. Monkey Colt Coffee Co. Established 2022. They sponsor this this here gentleman right here, Quentin, because you can't see where I'm pointing. And it's amazing coffee. I think this one is this is also the chocolate one, right? Yeah. Oh god, it's so good. It's all good. I'll let it slide. Stands Quentin. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's all good. But yeah, shout out to Quentin. Quentin Wheatley. Quinn Wheatley. Sorry. Yes, indeed. Sorry. But yeah, shout out Monkey Colt. Uh, yeah, he started. He just started on uh, on Christmas last year. Where is he from? Florida. Whoa! How do you know him? Um. So my dad is in like a whole bunch of online bourbon groups where they all send each other different bourbons all across the country because you can only get some in certain locations. And uh, he put up in one of the chats like, hey, if you go follow my son's podcast or listen to it and send proof that you followed it, you get entered in a raffle to win a free bourbon bottle. And then this guy followed me on Instagram to try to win it, and then he hit me up. He's like, hey, would you be down to, to work? And I was like, yeah. But he's been super cool. Shout out to Matt. Uh, super cool dude I said on the podcast that I did last night I was like the first sponsor I was kind of expecting to have to reach and like do something that I wasn't entirely comfortable with just to like to get some kind of yeah Yeah. pretty much you gotta sell your soul man yeah corporate sellout that's the whole point of the podcast yeah but I haven't and that's been pretty awesome so go to monkeycoltcoffee.com and use promo code QWPOD for 10% off hell yeah and uh, Matt's a super good dude this is good stuff. It smells really good. I haven't had a cup yet, but... What? You live here. Dude, I just... I don't think... Why not? Only, okay? I don't think giving this shit out. <laughs> you gotta come on the podcast to get a cup. Thank you, man. Gavin's been on, like, four times. Gavin, yeah, Gavin's been very good to me. You guys all have. Thank you for... Thank you again for coming back. Dude, it's been a blast. 
Yeah. I'm literally not doing anything better with my time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live here like. <laughs> Dude was taking a nap 45 minutes before we started. Dude, I was really tired. That's funny. <laughs> Have you guys had um, like any disagreements? I don't want you to like call each other out, but like no, just no. talk about maybe like sorting stuff out when you. Well, I mean, like not, yeah, not everything's like not everything's freaking like <laughs> okay. sunshine and rainbows. Right. We're, we don't just like walk into a room and like write a song. Like, yeah. There'll be an idea that like I think's cool, but then Randy's like, well, actually, I don't know. And then like Bella will be like, yeah, actually, I don't know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but then that kind of goes to everybody. Like Randy will have an idea, and then me and Bella will be like, uh. Yeah. Bella have an idea, and me and Randy will be like, eh. But sometimes it is because I come so many, I don't tell you about my ideas. Like, I just do them. For real about it. Like I think, I think the one song that did click was Waltz. Yeah, I we like, like instantly. We like, like instantly just wrote that as it like, as it came. We just were on the same page about the song structure and how we wanted to go and how we wanted to flow, and it was just amazing. Totally. Have you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. When uh, when Freddie isn't in the studio yet, and they start writing. Um, boom. Boom. Yeah. I'm totally drawing a blank. Is that you? You just start playing shit and wait for everyone to catch on? I feel like I feel like that's happened. I, I feel like that might have happened before, I don't know. But I mean, yeah, like, because... Yeah, yeah I, I'm speaking very candidly. Uh, I Kevin and I should go early and do that. You guys should do that, actually, and I can walk in, you guys have a song, and I'll just sing. That's my dream. No, I'm just What's the lyric? Yeah, right. What's the lyric? <laughs> Another one <laughs> Now, uh, speaking candidly about me a little bit, I'm I'm a bit feisty, and so when things aren't working out, I I'm you can tell, and and that's my bad. I need to work on that, but like like I'll just be like, guys, it sounds bad, and I'll just say it. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then they're just like, what do you want? And oftentimes it's like my fault. Like either I'm not inspired or I'm not playing as well or my amp's not working that great and then I'm just like you guys it sounds like shit today <laughs> just be better yeah just be better and, 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 and I always look at Gavin he's just like okay <laughs> get your shit I'm together Gavin I was playing last night <laughs> <laughs> I just work here yeah definitely and, and, and then with writing you know a lot of that a lot of the writing I think it's we actually have a pretty good system so to answer that kind of thing you know when we walk in it has happened where I'm just playing some, I'm just playing something, and then they just start playing. It just happened like a couple days ago, and it was great. It's like I can just start playing a thing, and then they just like start playing. And then the music part is actually not super hard. It's like the lyrical ideas and like the melodic ideas that hold me back the most. So you guys agree with that? You think the music usually comes first? Yeah. Yes, every time. Every I time. think yeah. Like for me, like I think we were jamming on this idea, and like pretty much I walked in and they were jamming, and then for the next like 20 minutes we were kind of just like. They were playing the same riff, but I'd kind of, like, bounce around to different ideas, <coughs> and then, yeah. like, different drum beats, and i kind of see what, like, fit with better, and, like, okay, this this drum beat fits better if I want to build it, and this screws back down, like, somewhat of a verse, but it's yeah. very, it's very raw, and we do definitely still have, have a lot to learn from each other writing, because we are still such a young band with each other. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. So, totally. I do you have anything? I'm, like, a young musician in general, so, it's, like... You know, I don't have a lot of experience with this, so what I write is what I know. Just running before you learn to walk? Pretty much. <laughs> Throw them in the deep end, sink or swim. It kind yeah. of is, that's like what I, I did with the first show. You know, like, I know my scales and stuff and, like, all that, yeah. but, like, you can't really do much. With you're, you're get, we're getting there, too, because it was amazing when I, I'm now getting, like, I'm getting to the point where I just can play. And then I don't even really look at them. Like, we look at each other, but, like, I don't need to be like, here's what I'm thinking. Like, they just do it, both of them. And it's, yeah. it's starting to come. That's what's really cool. So, yeah, definitely the music, you know, is, is it comes really pretty good. And then all of a sudden, and then it's like me. I have to do my homework. I have to come with, if I come with a lyrical idea, that's when the song is just explodes. Waltz, I wrote that, like, in the middle of the night, the night before when we really wrote it. And that's how it was just all of a sudden. It was like, well, I know how I want it to go. Um... So a lot of that is is on me, and then if I don't, I get like I have gotten like frustrated. So like I guess that that's the kind of you know band stuff that happens. But I'd say we operate really well, you know, because when we hit a wall, we all know it, and mm -hmm. we all kind of just stop. 
And we're like, shit. <laughs> and that's okay. And we're always like, that's okay. Let's just play. Now let's run the set. Or let's run these songs that we already know, you know? Because there's still always work to do, even with the songs that you, you know, have already written or can play pretty well, you know? Just simply playing through them is really, really good, so. Bo, do you think it's helped that you joined the band and they already had some songs? Like, you didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you yeah. could kind of start just by learning their songs versus trying to write with them right away. Yeah, I mean. I have, like, written my own things before. I mean, I've had these instruments. Like I said, my dad bought all of them. And I've, you know, when I'm bored, I, I write stuff. Like, I have something in my, like, my garage band app. Like, something I wrote with, like, just, like, an entire song. So, I mean, it's not like it would be completely foreign to me if I would have joined and they didn't already have songs, but it did help to learn because that's what I've always been doing. I'm, a classical musician I've learned other people's repertoire and perform it yeah that was the hardest part for me like I don't know I haven't touched a guitar a lot lately but I always just played other people's songs I mean 90% of it was Jack White songs oh that's awesome but I was so bad at like thinking of my own ideas but I almost feel like too like if you learn someone else's song then any idea that you could have had that resembles that song is like you can't have that anymore do you know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I, I often tell these guys, I'm like, I feel like every song's already been written. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to write a song, and it's, every song's already been written. But yeah. you kind of, that's definitely some writer's block talking right there. But um, what I would say is, like, because I would, like, I was in a similar boat when I first started playing guitar. All I played for years was just, you know, Beatles songs or other people's songs. Um, and, I mean, it took me, like, six years of playing before I even considered writing my own thing. Um, and if you are just starting out or you're starting a band, just play other people's songs. Like that's definitely the way to start. Be not just because, like you can't you can't s sit down at a drum kit or guitar and bass and then be Led Zeppelin. It just doesn't happen. In fact, they were a cover band uh, before the Beatles were a cover band. When they were everyone, everyone talked about covers. Everyone, yeah. Exactly. Other than Lee Ray, let's go. Uh, let's go. <laughs> well, even then, dude. Early, early, early days. You know, before these guys, it was like we played. We just all we did was play like Foo Fighters and Weezer and Terry. Yeah, oh, say what no. you will, man. Nirvana. Weezer, Weezer's uh, pretty easy to figure out. Oh yeah, um, but. The best bad musicians yeah, of all time. Oh, uh, the best bad musicians <laughs> of all time. They figured it out, though, because they're freaking yeah. playing music for the rest of their life. Don't have to worry about working, so. Yeah, go. yeah, for real. There you go. But uh, definitely, because when you learn other people's songs, you start to learn. Like, I think we, you know, you listen to a lot of songs, and when you're not listening to it in a way of, like, knowing how to play it or playing music yourself, you kind of just listen to it. But when you know how to play it, you start to realize, okay, this is the thing they go to when it's quiet, and this is the thing they go to when it's loud, and this is the thing they do after the second time it got loud, and then this is how they started it and ended it. You know, you start to learn how parts of songs are, and then you can start, you know, writing with that in mind. It's, you know, I think that there's a lot of benefit to playing covers early on, but definitely writing is, dude, it's, it's, it's just hard. It's just hard. Yeah. It's a reason that... It, you know, it's not, it's it's just hard. It's hard work. You know? Yeah. Yeah, creating something that doesn't, doesn't exist. exist. Yeah. You are creating something that just doesn't exist. Yeah. And then making it good. You know, you yeah. can create sound that doesn't exist, but then it's got to be good. You know? Yeah. Or it couldn't be like 100 gigs. Oh, yeah. I wish I wish you guys knew about 100 gigs. I don't. I just don't. pretended like <laughs> I said, Randy oh. said, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what she said. Y'all ever heard of Hyper Pop? No. no. It's like... Um, the pop that's hyper. It's, uh, it's kind of like how um, like a Bang Energy would sound. You know that they're out of business? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Are they really? I guess so. You can't well, tell me you've ever seen a Bang a perfect, on a station recently. I, I think I There's a bunch of Bangs in um, the Costco um, break room. What? Yes, yeah, so many. Well, anyhow. Maybe Carry it's not shit. looking anymore. Yeah, it is. Well... Because you're, you're on your ghost. Well, just to tell you, ghost energy drinks are... Me sponsor me, please, or Celsius even, or Monster, or anyone that can help Anything. us financially. <laughs> Celsius, dude, is really good. I had to ask about average really two good. Celsius a day, and that's probably why I have stomach issues. Oh yeah. I had to ask Bella what a Celsius was, and she was laughing at me. I was like, I'm sorry. I've never even seen those things. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I only drink one energy drink. What? Jocko Go, and it's only at GNC. Whoa. Are you like a? Are you like are a you head? 
No. Oh, okay. Dude, look at me. Like a gym bro? <laughs> no, definitely not. Okay, yeah. Maybe like 386 in his baseball league, though. Yeah, also slugging 386. All singles, baby. Singles get me those. All it matters is getting on base. He gets on base. <laughs> yeah, I played baseball. I played one game of t-ball and then, like, quit. That's exactly what I did with soccer. Really? Yeah, I played one season of soccer and I was an all-star when I was six years old. Oh. An all-star goalie. You could have been, like, professional soccer player. No, I wouldn't have. There's no way. Football. No. Football. Do you guys all have, like, one song that you agree that you guys made that's your favorite? Is Waltz just the unanimous decision? Probably. I'd say Waltz. Yeah. I don't know. The one that we're... I don't think we're finished right now. We're not finished one. with it, but that, one, that, that one's going to be good. There's one that we'll play, I think. Are we going to... Yeah. Is it... Can yeah, I say? We're, yeah. yeah we're, so we're going to open it up with a new song where, like, we've been writing on Friday. And it's not... It's not done yet, I can no. guarantee you, but like it's to the point where like holy shit, like we can play this and it it has a chance of beating Waltz, but as of right now, like Waltz is just like it's such a creative song because I don't think anyone would have written a song in three as their first song. Right, that is the first thing we wrote. Yeah. As us three, yeah. As us three as like, us three in three. Yeah. <laughs> but also like we wrote that so naturally, like we totally did. We were just talking about it, like everything kinda just like flowed out so naturally and like we were able to just like finish that song super quickly. Yeah, writing a song when it's just flowing is like being in love to me. It's just like it just made it's just like Everything, yes. everything just falls. You don't even need to say like this is going well. It's just going well, yeah. and then it just happens, and then boom. Yeah, holy shit, we have something. Anytime, anybody. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Bill. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just have a question for you two. What color is Waltz to Purple. Purple. Yeah. Waltz is purple. Yeah. I could see purple. I haven't really thought about what color it is. I think about everything in colors. Synesthesia, baby. Yeah, I think of everything in colors. I don't know what that means. I'm not gonna lie. What does it mean for no? What does it mean for a song to be a color? It's well, just what it is in my brain. Well, cause like I'm a song, so a song is art, just as like anything else is art, and so you can you kind of like associate the music with yeah with colors. Also, sorry for yelling. I just got very excited. <laughs> it's quite alright. It's quite alright. No, I, I think you know. I don't know actually. Yeah, it's I. It's this phenomenon called like synesthesia, and it's basically where you you associate different senses being the same. So sometimes a, a smell is a color, or like mm. a, or a feel, or a, a sound. In this case, a sound or a person. Um, but like a sound reminds you of a color for whatever reason. And it, it, you, I think in this case, it's because the the color purple gives me a feeling that like the the waltz does. At least in my opinion, like it feels purple. Like when I see something, and I, it used to be my favorite color for a while. Um, it's not now, but anyway, it no, just. No, it's black because it's emo. It's not so red. Are you gonna start wearing eyeliner? I've been you, wearing eyeliner. Have you been really? to any of our shows? Yeah, the yeah, shredded one. Yeah, I had. I had eyeliner. Really? Oh yeah. Dude, you should see him on the jump. Well, that's pretty clean. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> football games. He's wearing that. He's rocking that. Eyeliner every single time. Yes. Okay, I have a I have a proposition for you guys that I talked to Gavin about. I'm gonna put you on the spot on the air. Oh. Would you guys be down to record an intro for me that I could use on the pod? Like not right now, but would you guys be down to write oh. an intro song for my podcast? Dude, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like a that jingle. Would... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah. You can like, like Theo Vaughn. Like how long? Like ten seconds. Mm. Like twenty. Maybe. Like yeah, a song 20, that you'll 20, take maybe a section. Whatever you guys want, whatever you think would be most beneficial. Yeah, like Theo does Shine Down. We're the intro song that we use. I love that song. Dude, me too. I love Theo. Theo's good. I'll think about it. I'll do it, but we gotta think about it. We gotta, because it's gotta set the vibe for a podcast. I love that, man. I love that. Yeah. Theo had a podcast taken down. Did you see that? Really? He, he had so okay I actually talked about this I'm, I'm basically just doing my podcast from last night at this point but he had a podcast like a year and a half ago something like that with Robert Kennedy Jr. and then I listened to it the, the, the Democrat uh, yeah he's running for president oh, he's <laughs> running for president not Andrew Yang <laughs> no not Andrew Yang the but, guy who he like always collabs with I don't know I don't even know his name uh oh I don't know. They're like together. So I listened to this podcast like two months ago, and then like right after Kennedy announced that he was running for president, that podcast got taken down. Oh wow! But then Rogan just had him on 
Whoa. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and he just had he had Theo on like a few days ago too. That's but funny. yeah. Would you guys be down to play waltz right now? Dude, I could I could fiddle on some waltz. I could do some waltz. Yeah. I go find my cajon, but yeah, I think it's right by the TV. I can pause this. Thoughts you have derived from me Tell me they don't serve you well Doesn't that make sense? Child, why are you confused? Doesn't that make sense? Child, why are you each other in fact but it's always been for you doesn't that
That was pretty cool. Okay, well done, guys. That was pretty sick. Thank you. That was awesome. Thank you, man. Wow, this was That's fun. Uh, thank you for dealing with my crappy guitar, man. That thing's not easy to play. No, it's not. But it's, <laughs> <laughs> the strings are super high, but it's, it's good. Yeah, and it's like, it's a little bulky. Yeah. But it's very robust. I like that guitar. Yeah, I like it. It's nice. It's got some it's got some it's got, it's got some soul, man. It's got some balls. I'm okay with the balls when that thing was made. <laughs> it's crazy. That that thing's from the sixties right there. Wow. Yeah. That played pretty good for being from the sixties, yeah, dude. It's nice. Yeah, it's a fun guitar. Is there anything else you guys want to bring up on the podcast? You can say anything you want. June 23rd. June 23rd. Awesome, dude. Bring your dog. Bring your cousin. Bring your girlfriend. It sounds good. And, like, it's a good first date. Okay? Go. Can you actually bring your dog? That sounds awesome. Don't. 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 Come on. If there was ever a show, this is the one. Follow us on Instagram. At Blue Official. Blue Dog Official. Yeah, like. There's no dog. There's no dog. Just L-E-A Official. L-E-A-W-A-Y. And, uh, you know. Tell your father or mother that you love them. And happy Father's Day to all the DILFs out there. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're not a DILF. Yeah, not, 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 not the ugly one. I'm saying that if I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> rock, you know, be cool, be courteous. Please come to our show. Please yeah. support us. We're doing tickets, our best. Tickets are online um, on the Duck Club. Yeah, dude. We'll be on our, it's on our Instagram story right now. Yep. We'll be there. there. We'll put it on the bio and... You know, stay tuned. We're working on a lot of things here, so stay tuned. So Big follow things us. Are coming. Big things are coming. I yeah. promise, and I mean it this time. I put oh, he means thousands it. of dollars into it this time, so I mean it. You better. It's the music will come out, and we'll have music and listen. Okay, I'm serious. Yeah. And come to the show. Just come to the show. I'll be there. You guys are welcome anytime. Definitely come back like when some music is out. Yeah, dude. Or like right when it drops. Like, talk about like the songs and stuff. We yeah. Like, <laughs> that would actually be sick. Like, listen to I'm so down. Album yeah. Of yourself. Yeah. Your own album. Yeah. I'm so down. We could talk about the story. Yeah, yeah. Come back. Cool. Alright. Thanks again, guys. Thank you. For yeah. Thank you.